salutations and shit folks welcome 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 back to another episode of your new favorite travel podcast travel and shit where i your host d carry have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways in which travel intersects with regular life and my mic keeps like spinning around so bear with me y'all uh, I need something to do with my hands anyway. I'm one of those talks with my hands kind of people. So this will keep me entertained, if you will. Welcome back. If you've been here before and welcome, if this is your first, either way, all are welcome here. So this week was supposed to be a remote episode, but I was having too much fun. I had an incredible, incredible honestly think it may have been legitimately the best day of my life. It was a quick overnight trip to Hartford, Connecticut. Who the fuck would have thought that Connecticut would actually be fun, y'all? I did not. Prior, I don't think I had ever like gotten out of the car in Connecticut except for, you know, doing a rest stop, rest stop you know, stops on, um, road trips going further North, but, um, y'all boyfriend and I had an incredible, incredible fucking time. Good. Okay. So I'm just going to get into it first. Um, it's about two hours from Queens, give or take. Uh, we drove up, I want to say on less than a full tank. It's two hours. So yeah, less than a full tank of gas. We ended up going straight to the first stop of the day, which was wild fun, y'all. Like, I, myself, well, Ebony Horsewoman uh, Inc. So it's a black-owned stable, y'all. Black-owned. Blackity-black-black. I was so surprised. I don't even remember. How the fuck did I find them? I feel like I googled like black owned hartford or black owned connecticut and they came up but what's really really cool about them that it's not just um you know a stable there's actually i'm gonna pull it up for you instead of me trying to explain it to you i realize that i'm one of those people that does a pretty trash job of explaining things in some in some cases and i'm better off just reading it to you so about ehi Ebony Horsewoman Inc., Equestrian and Therapeutic Center. Because it's not just about people from outside riding horses, right? And this is why I was really, really, really stoked to um, go and support the operation. So for over 36 years, Ebony Horsewomen, a nonprofit organization located in Hartford's historic Keeney Park, has encouraged community change by providing educational programs and improving the physical and psychological well-being of individuals through the use of horses. To further their mission, EHI established three centers of excellence, heal, learn, and ride. Each center provides community services in their area of specialization. So they have a bu- uh, um, groups of kids that work at the stables. And it was, while we were there, we only saw um, young ladies And it was so nice to see them being so comfortable around the horses, just walking by, just tapping the horse and, you know, pushing them by. Also, 
before, let me finish this one thing at a time, right? I'm getting excited and ahead of myself, ahead of myself. So the healing initiative. So there is a healing horses therapeutic center at the location and it's equine assisted psychotherapy puts people and horses together with a therapist and a horse specialist in an environment designed to promote healing, emotional growth and learning and is used to help in a variety of mental health issues. Um, it's also a leading uh, entity in providing cultural competence, compet- competency, diversity, and inclusion training within the horse industry. So I was asking our, um, I guess our trainer, Stephanie, like how the horses help in therapies. And she was explaining that a lot of times people will, not people, but the one example that really stood out to me was, say, for example, there's a child that is, you know, having difficulty with boundaries, right? There's a, a, I guess a routine, if you will. Um, something told me to text my dad beforehand. My dad always texts me. Hi, dad. Um, boundaries. They will have the, let's just say student, because it doesn't necessarily have to be a child, right? They will have the student um, try to get the horse to follow them or try to get the horse to move certain ways without touching the horses. Right. Um, then they will say, uh, Stephanie was explained that sometimes people have a hard time explaining themselves like to people, but the horses kind of sense certain things. And she said, she's seen horses just walk up to somebody that they know have been, ha- has been having a really rough day. So, you know, once they build a rapport with the horses, of course, and, um, you know, just kind of, put their head on the shoulder kind of thing. Um, what was the other thing that was, it was a really, really good example she had given. They will often have the, I guess, I don't know what you call the person that's receiving the therapy, but someone that is receiving therapy would then try to, you know, say something like, well, the horse doesn't want to listen to me. And then the therapist will say, well, what does that make you feel like? Or it's just an easier way for, or an easier point of reference, if you will, for someone to discuss their feelings, whereas it can be discussed in the context of how they're interacting with the horse. But it was really, really interesting to see. And it also is even more magical to me because it's black owned. You know what I mean? It's just, I know how incredible, oh, it's perfect. This t-shirt actually says you can't see all of it. It says black is a blessing. And um, it's so incredible to see that black and brown folks are in the center of making, and it's not that they only work with black people or brown people, anybody that needs services, everybody is welcome there. But it's it was created and started and it's run by black women. Um, so next one is learn. Our equine based services provide the highest standards in training, equine education and cultural awareness for the student and the practitioner. Our youth programs provide educational opportunities, mentorship, horsemanship and life skills while improving physical and psychological health through the use of horses. We help build the strengths of the individuals we educate. So they have a bunch of um, kids there working with the horses and learning how to take care of the horses. And why I was there is their ride initiative. Situated in in historic Keeney Park, we're centrally located for local visitors near and far who relish the opportunity to learn to ride our friendly horses. Learn more about equine care and 
physiology and participate in the wonders of nature. Our facility offers an array of activities, the peace and beauty of nature in an urban setting, and an assortment of animals, big and small. And coming in the near future is going to be the Mary Fields Museum. So I was I was excited to check out the museum because I don't know if it's opened yet, but I meant to ask about it, but I got so excited about the horses because you don't just ride the horses, y'all. When you get there, you actually get to prep the horse. I've been on a horse before. My boyfriend's never been on a horse before. So I was really excited for this experience for him, but... I've never had to kind of, you know, see if a horse liked me before. Any of the time I've been on a horse, it's always been you get there and you, you know, get on whatever horse they tell you to get on and that's it. There is no, you know, opportunity to kind of have each other, you know, for the two of you to feel each other out, if you will, right? So this time I, not gonna hold you, I was shook. There were two horses. There was Benson and Scooter. So I ended up riding Scooter. And Scooter, I guess you could say, is a little bit like me. I won't say snotty, but, um, you know, a little spicy, if you will. Uh, So I was like, like, he was kind of pulling away and doing like the whole, you know, while I'm trying to like touch him. So I'm like, I don't like, is that a, does he not like me? And after a while, you know, he chilled, didn't really move. Didn't really, you know, he moved, but you know, he let me brush him. Cause you brush the horse. You There's a series of different brushes. The different brushes are used for different, um, different reasons. There's one that is a little bit, uh, I think it's the hard brush. You use that to like clean the horse off. So you get rid of debris and dust and, all other kind of jazz. And then you use a softer brush to like kind of dust the dust it off. And I think there's like another one that you kind of use like as a polish or a buffing kind of brush, or maybe the second one does that. But then there's uh, the brush that you do their mane with and their tail. And then you even, I don't remember what the tool is called, but there's like a pick or something and you have to clean the hoofs, like you clean their shoes. So me, D, your friendly host here, like prepped and groomed a fucking horse, y'all. So, and and them bitches is big, okay? It's a whole lot of animal, all muscle, all power. You just gotta respect that they could fuck you up. You know what I mean? Like, they, I, I, I was a bit worried and I was asking her like, you know, so do they smell fear? And she was like, um, you know, they can sense when you're nervous or when you're, you know, anxious. But, you know, he's responding well. Like, he's not reading that from you. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I am I think of myself as a pretty decent actress. Um, yeah, because I was, I was scared. But she was like, he's responding fine to you. You're not making him nervous at all. So, great. So, brush the horse. We spent maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes prepping the horse, actually getting to, you know, bond with the horse. And, you know, she taught us how to approach the horse, how to... Like you have to get down there, like with your face and your hands, like you get down there and you like, you have to, if they don't just lift their hoof up, you kind of just like lean into them, you push them and then they'll lift their foot up. So you pull their foot up and then you scrape out under the horseshoe to make sure there are no rocks and stuff. Y'all, I held a horse's foot, like a lot, this is a live horse. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a wild horse. 
can you tell this was very exciting for me? It was very exciting for me. I was not expecting all of this, um, but a good time was had by all. My horse let me do all the things. You brush the mane, you brush the tail. I really just did not want him to shit while I was trying to brush the tail. Um, so all of that, you prep the horse. And then she taught us about the different saddles. Um, I have a whole long list of no, uh, notes here. Um, okay, so we rode English. So there's Western and then there's English. Western is the saddle. It's much more saddle. It's a heavier saddle. And I think it's designed to um, help with like weight distribution. But then the English saddle is, um, I guess you could say thinner. It's just not as thick as the Western one. And there's no little nub. Like, you know how you watch a, rest, a Western or you see a saddle and it's got like that little thing on the saddle that you hold on to. There's not, that's not there in the English um, style of riding, if you will. And so she showed us the different layers of the padding that you put on, which each one is for. Shows you how to secure it. You wrap it around. There's like a long seatbelt kind of thing that attaches to both sides. And it goes like through like a Velcro kind of thing. And then like you put the saddle on. And then she taught us how to like measure the stirrups, like where you put your little feet and stuff. So did all that. You saddle, you get them ready. And then you, then you got to get on. So thankfully there's like, she gave us a little step stool <laughs> And, um, you get up on there and then she teaches you how to hold the reins. You put your little pinkies up, which was fine for me. And at the end of the day, like I, like this was hurting, like this thumb that's on the reins, not thumb. This is not, I'm touching it and looking at it and calling my ring finger a thumb. Y'all, if you're not watching, um, you can see some of these faux paws and my little, hand gestures while I talk by watching the YouTube channel. Uh, just you look up travel and shit. I'll pop up, but make sure you spell it right. The letter N don't forget that. Um, so anyway, hold the reins and all that jazz. So we prepped the horse, got them, uh, saddled, we hopped on. And then we went to, I won't say like a gated area, but there's like a, I guess it's a corral or something, but it's a fenced off area where, I saw a fox or two. I was surprised that they weren't, I don't know why I expected like the horse to react to the fox or to the fox or for the fox to be afraid of the horse or so. Wasn't the case. The fox kind of just peeked out and was just kind of looking around, moving slow, took his time. I'd never seen a fox before. Um, but they um had us in stephanie had us in who was a dream by the way shout out to stephanie she was so kind and when i tell you the day it was the best day of my life because it was just the i guess the serendipity of it all everything fell together just perfectly we ended up getting there a little bit late we were about 15 minutes late for our appointment and i was able to get someone on the line let them know that i was running behind and we got there and Stephanie was so understanding, so patient with us. We got out to the little, uh, like the gated area and we ran drills. Basically she taught us how to, you know, pull the reins to decide which way to go, how to stop the horse, how to get the horse to go. One of my favorite things was she showed us how to ride without holding the reins also like she basically taught us which muscles to use to kind of 
you know, make sure that we were balancing ourselves correctly, gave us do's, don'ts, and all the kind of jazz, open to any questions, was really, really helpful. But what I appreciated so much was she didn't treat us like we were idiots. You know what I mean? She didn't treat us like we were um, children, if you will. But then for me, knowing that a child can accomplish what I was doing is also a little bit uh, reassuring, if that makes sense. It's like, all right, so 10-year-olds can do this. If they've got high school kids and junior high school kids, you know, taking care of the horses, then if I just listen to directions, follow directions, and take my time and be respectful of the fact that this is another living being, a, a living, breathing entity, then I'll be fucking fine, right? So that's what I did. I just treated it like a big fucking dog. You respect the fact that they could fuck you up, but you, you know, also have to, you, you assert yourself a little bit, right? So after I kind of got a little bit used to, um, I keep wanting to call him Stabler, Scooter, and I like, I think I gravitated to Scooter because I immediately thought of Scooter from Living Single. Love Living Single, so. I was like, all right, let me go with a little bit of nostalgia here for me. So we got on, we did the rotations, we went in different circles, we went uh, large circles, small circles, left, right, all that kind of jazz, jazz, and then she was like, all right, so now that we've got that down, we're gonna go off, we're gonna actually go on a trail. So we ended up riding through Keeney Park. And what's cool is that it's a public park. So there were a couple old heads just sitting at the picnic table. So, hey, y'all, what's up? So they were all nice, all the old uh, old black guys just waving. Hey, what's going on? Hey, sweetie. And I'm like, well, actually, I didn't wave. I was afraid to let go at the time. But um, so there was that. And what sucked, but, but the only time that I was actually scared was there were also dirt bikes in the park. So... I guess some people don't know that when you're passing by the horses to just slow down. So there's one guy that kind of slowed, but wasn't slow enough. He was still probably doing like 25 past the horse. And so my horse got a little spooked and did like a jump and kind of like moving, like fast moving some shit. But thankfully, Stephanie was there to calm the horse and keep me alive. Thank you for that. And so... We ended up going through the park. We ended up being being able to go a little bit off road, so we were just walking. It's you're walking in the forest, walking in the in the woods, and it was really cool. And uh, Scooter, I won't, I won't say he was stubborn, but I also won't say he wasn't stubborn. Um, he absolutely kept trying to ignore what I was saying and rebel if you will, I'd say go left. And he would just do that thing where he like pulls himself down as if he's going to throw me off. But his legs, y'all, that's where my strength lies. I don't got no upper body strength, but I will hold the fuck on for dear life with my legs. My legs were still hurting as of yesterday. And yesterday I'm recording. That was when would we go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was four days later. The next day, my legs didn't hurt. Sunday, I was fine. By the time I got home on Monday is when I started to, you know, feel sore, like I'd been working out. But anyway, went off road. We were all through the park. It was such a beautiful, like, ride. Like, and it was us on the horses. And Stephanie was just walking. 
Like she would just walk with the horses. They would follow her, but we also had control. So if we wanted to go around this way of a tree, we could do that. If we wanted to go around that way of a tree, we could do that. There was no uh, real restrictions or, you know, um, anything that made us feel like we weren't the ones that were in control of the horses. So, excuse me, really, really, really had a great time, truly incredible experience. And I really think that being able to make that connection with the horse beforehand, like you even have to like, there's even a small brush to brush their face. So it's kind of like you're, you know, you kind of got to talk to them, you know, you tell them to calm down. I'm not going to hurt you. And, you know, you brush up their faces right there in these, in their big ass eyes, you're standing right in front of them. You know what I mean? So you're brushing their face and then I'm just like, oh, I don't want to get too close to your mouth. Like, do horses bite? I feel like horses, they got big ass teeth. Like, I feel like I'm not trying to get fucked up out here. You know what I mean? I'm going to respect your space and get this done appropriately. So I really feel like I know something about riding a horse now. Like I was saying, I I really feel like a professional beginner now. Like, I am by nobody's stretch of the imagination, a professional, nor an intermediate, nor experienced, none of that. But I'd say an experienced beginner, like a professional beginner, I got you. I know a thing or two. So now if you go someplace and they ask if you've had horse riding experience, I'd be like, actually, yes, I have present experienced. That's me now. Um, What else did I have here? Yeah, I did feel like I had to get the horse to trust me before I ended up mounting public parks. Scooter got spooked. Uh, oh, and then at the end of the ride, once we, um, the dismount was kind of cool. Cause you don't get like the little stairs to come down. You just kind of gotta, I won't say throw yourself off, but you really gotta like slide down that bitch. I'm not that tall. I'm about five, four, five, five. I usually run with five, five. So if you see me in the street, I'm going to tell you I'm five, five. And the horse is not, they're quite uh, high up off the ground. So it was, uh, a bit of a little drop, but the girl made it safe. Your girl's all right. And we ended up having to wash them down afterwards because after all that walking, they get hot and they can't eat when they're hot because it will cause or give them colic. And that like really fucks up their intestines or whatever. And then they'll just throw themselves on the floor and like writhe around and kind of like try to untangle themselves. And it just, it's a really bad situation and bad. Colic is bad. So you don't want that. So we ended up hosing the horses down so that, you know, they would be cool enough so that they can go in the stalls and eat. And it was really nice to see the girls tending to the horses. The girls were probably, I'd say between 16 to 23, maybe. I was asking one of the girls, you know, how long she'd been working with the um, horses. And she was like, oh, since high school, since high school. And I was just looking at her like, oh, so you're not in high school? She was like, oh, yeah, since, like, freshman year. Oh, it's been a while. And I'm like, so you know you look like you in high school. You could be in high school. I mean, you look old enough to have a little sense, but I definitely would have thought you could have still been in high school. But really sweet girl. Um, Everybody was so kind. And I really, really, really cannot wait to go back. Like, this is one of those things where I say, oh, my God, I can't wait to go back. And then, you know, you're not going to go back. Absolutely going back absolutely going back first of all it was $60 per person that's it 
$60. I got to ride a horse for over an hour. It, they're hour-long sessions. They're hour-long sessions. That's what, you know, that's what you're booking. But um, I ain't going to hold you. It lasted. And it was the two of us. It, it, we had the sessions that were going to be back-to-back. So we were able to just ride together. That just made more sense um, as opposed to one person going and then another person going. That's dumb. So, um, y'all, I would absolutely, 12 out of 10, highly recommend visiting um, Ebony Horsewoman in Hartford, Connecticut. And it's so funny. I meant to mention it when I was reading the description for the ride section where it says like in an urban setting, their urban setting, I'm from New York. There was nothing urban about that. It felt like Long Island, y'all. So cute. Even when we got to the little downtown area where the hotel was, it felt like we were on like Old Country Road or like we were, um, that's in Long Island, y'all, by like Roosevelt Field Mall, uh, the Source Mall, if you're familiar with the area. It really just felt like... Their urban's not our urban, but it's one of those cute things that as a New Yorker, we're like, oh, this is downtown. Y'all so cute. Oh, this is the city. Oh my gosh. So cute. Like I was saying to, um, boyfriend, his name is Justin. Boyfriend's name is Justin. I was saying to Justin in the car, I was like, yo, if I were, if we lived someplace like this, I could never say like, I'm going to the city. I could say I'm going downtown because downtown doesn't necessarily have to be a city, or like a major city or an urban space, but I could never say like, I'm going into the city because this isn't a city. This is downtown. You know what I mean? This is your industry area or this is your um, commercial zone development, if you will. But no, not the city, but it was so cute that that's urban for them. But uh, really, really highly recommend that if you are in the Hartford area, Give them a call and book a lesson. Welcome to kids. Welcome to adults. Double check what the minimum age is or if there is like um, a senior age. But y'all, I had such a fantastic time. So I'm. this is something we're absolutely going back to do. And we want to ride the same horses. We want to see if uh, they remember us and maybe like us again. So yeah, Ebony, Horsewoman, Incorporated. You can go to um, ebonyhorsewomen.org for more information. And of course, that link will be in the description as well. So if you're listening, why don't you just stop by and check them out while I play in the background, right? Moving on. Right after we um, finished at the, um, the stables, we ended up driving to downtown area because again don't want to call I can't call the city we ended up driving to the hotel this like I mentioned last week was a mini experiment and also my first time staying at a five-star hotel I was wild excited and I booked a suite because that was all they had left this is not because I wanted to be extra fancy but that was the last room they had left and I spent 250 I want to say, I think I had some credits with Expedia. So I think I got like $10 off. But then after you add taxes, fees and all the other kind of shit, it ended up coming up to like $389, $390, just under $300. And we only stayed the one night. So for me, it was more than I'd like to spend on one night. But considering we had all this stuff um, that I was 
going there to do the horseback riding. And my reason for the trip was because my little cousin was doing a show and I'd never seen him live. So wasn't going to miss it. And let's make a weekend trip of it. Right. So we ended up booking a suite. It was the last room left on Expedia and everything was booked. And one of the, um, when I was calling and speaking with, um, Hillary, shout out to Hillary from Ebony Horsewoman. Um, very helpful. Uh, and very nice. Also very kind. I'd called and she had mentioned, uh, there was a lot going on that week. And then I was looking at the hotel. It was completely uh, blocked. Like it was booked for the whole week. So I'm like, something's absolutely happening that weekend. I don't know what it is, but you know, there's a reason there seems to be a lot going on in Hartford at the time. So we got down there and well, before we got down there, remember last week I was talking to my cousin that uh, works in hospitality and I'd asked him, I'd seen in different Facebook groups that if you call the front desk and you make a reasonable request, that is something that they're able to do that they will accommodate you. So I gave it a test. Granted, in their defense, I did call rather last minute. I don't remember if I called the day before or if I called the morning that we were driving down. But one, I definitely called to make sure that they had my reservation so that we had a little bit of a buffer. Like I wouldn't get there and then be arguing with somebody at the front desk. Like, well, I booked with Expedia. Where's my shit? You know, didn't want that to happen. So I did want to call and just make sure that they had everything that they needed so that I could call, you know, I'd have some space and some time, wiggle room to figure some things out. Wasn't necessary. She found my booking. Wasn't a problem. Now I asked because the special request I was going to make that I'd mentioned last week was I just wanted fresh flowers in the room. I felt like that was a reasonably easy um, accommodation to request. When I booked the room, I'm looking at the pictures online and there are beautiful flowers in the pictures. So I'm like, okay, so, and also it's fucking sweet. So this seems like, and it's a five-star hotel. I'm thinking in my little peanut head, that shouldn't be difficult to pull off, right? So I called, confirmed the room, and I asked her, you know, I was booking the room and I saw in the uh, photos of the room, there are flowers and I absolutely loved it. Is it possible that there'll be flowers in the room when I get there? And she said, hold on a second, let me just double check. She confirmed it was staged. I figured that, of course you're gonna stage. But then I was asking, you know, well, is it possible to get flowers in the room? And she said, well, Something, 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 basically no, basically no. She did mention that they did have, uh, I guess a florist on site and she wasn't sure of their hours. She could give me their number and I'm like, so I have to do it. I might as well just buy my own fucking flowers if that's the case, right? So I'm like, I'm not gonna pay florist prices, hotel florist at that, at that, like on top of that, cause florist will absolutely OD you. Pro tip support small businesses. However, my personal experience, I always get the best fucking flowers from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is my favorite place to get flowers. Um, second place is the supermarket. I love getting just like supermarket flowers, like Pathmark sometimes will have a big one cause it's like a bigger supermarket or, um, out here, eh, they're not like the nicest floral arrangement. It's like that real basic one with like carnations and are they black eyed Susans or like the, you know, the flowers that they'll definitely put in like blue food coloring to make the, the, I don't like those flowers, but I just love flowers. So even if I had to deal with those, I'd be fine. Little uh, fact about me, peonies 
and hydrangeas are my favorite flowers. Excuse me. Heavy on the peonies. Very much so my favorite flowers. But they're never freaking in season. It's really hard to come across them. Anyway. I also like buying my flowers from the folks that are selling them on the side of the road. If I want to support small loan, I'd rather support people that are hustling outside in the elements, you know, trying to sell you flowers in a the car. They're usually re- relatively um, decently priced as well. But when I walk into a florist, I know that I'm, when you go to 1-800-Flowers, you're spending like $60 on a bouquet that I promise you I could have gone to Trader Joe's and done for $20, $25. I also just really love arranging flowers and I love Trader Joe flowers because I can choose the flowers that I want in my arrangement long spiel to get to the point that they weren't able to accommodate my flower request at the hotel wasn't the end of the world because when I got there first of all valet shout out to the goats they let Justin know Pete there's actually free street street parking Saturday and Sunday there's no fee just park I think it was after seven on Friday I don't know I wasn't driving Justin spoke to them about it free parking. Why pay for valet? So I went inside and checked in. He went and parked the, uh, the car. He ended up finding a really good spot right around the corner. So I'm checking in and there are two gorgeous black women at the front desk. And the first thing I noticed was you're not required to wear a mask. All of the staff, not one single staff person did I see without a mask. This was anywhere in Connecticut. Anybody that was working in a restaurant or was, um, Well, any place in the black restaurants, because I think we went to one that wasn't black. I'm trying to think if that young lady, if our server wore a mask there, I don't know. But at the hotel, all the staff wore masks, but the guests were not required to wear a mask. Nobody mentioned it. Nobody brought it up. There were, you know, guests everywhere, checking in, checking out, walking around, no mask required. Didn't really bother me. Um, so I'm at the desk and I am, you know, going over paperwork and speaking to the young lady that's checking me in. And there's another young woman on the phone and she takes a pause, says something to the young lady that's working with me. And I said, love the hair. She had these really fly Bantu knots and with a cute little outfit. I was like, dig the look. Very cute. And she was like, thank you. And we got to talking. She asked why I was here. She asked if I was here for the jazz fest. Turns out, free-ass jazz fest going on the whole weekend. What? No, that's not what I'm here for, but glad to know that there is one. So a little flyer, grab that. And I'm speaking to the young lady. I want to say her name was Tasha. And really nice. And she was asking what I was here for. I showed her the location. She was like, oh, that's right around the corner. Sweet. I'd seen and mapped everything prior and knew that all the different spots that we wanted to hit were within at max 10, 15 minute walking distance. So we were like, I love where I can just park my car, leave it there and get around everywhere. So she told me where the spot was and she said she wasn't really familiar with it, but she knew, you know, she said it's not far. She knows the street. And she said, well, actually I might pull up. Cause I was telling her about my little cousin. Shout out to Abe. And, um, she was like, that sounds really nice. I think I'm gonna try to make it. I'm slated to get off really late, but if it's still going, I'm going to pull up. 
So um, spoke with her. She was telling me about the Jazz Fest. We're watching a couple of the, um, I guess, artists or different, you know, people from that are going to be performing the Jazz Fest. They're uh, checking in and all that jazz. And uh, we ended up, what was the next thing that I had on my list here? Tasha's a vibe, told my cousin, no mask, five star, also sweet, love the room. Oh, love the room. The room was beautiful. Um, bathroom, incredible. All of this is going to be on the uh, Instagram page and on the website. So travelshippodcast.com or travelshit is an underscore where the I is on Instagram. So it's T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N, S-H underscore T, if you are so interested in those photos. Um, love the room, street parking. We ended up, part. so also part of the reason why I was really excited about, um, and also not as pressed about spending that much on the one night was because it ended up being like a dual purpose uh, work trip where I had some pieces from a boutique that I love that I wanted to get some good photos for. So it was really a plan to just get some, and then also good pictures. The hotel is beautiful. There are plenty of different spots where we can take incredible fucking photos. And that's exactly what we did. So we ended up doing... Wait, let me just stick to this list or else I'm going to end up in a loop. Oh, they had a really cute bar. And that was part of one of the spots that uh, I wanted to get some good shots at. And they also had a cute lobby. But doing photos in a lobby was just, that wasn't going to be, that wasn't going to be the vibe. Didn't do that. Um, So after we checked in, showered from being with horses all freaking afternoon. Shower changed, put our stuff up. We ended up going to eat. So I asked Tasha if she could recommend any black owned restaurants. And she said, the Russell, it's right around the corner. It's literally right around the corner. So we changed up, headed over to the Russell. When I tell y'all the service was so good, the service was incredible from the hostess. The hostess is usually where things fall apart for me. I tend to find that hostesses can be hit or miss you know they can kind of be snotty they can kind of be kind it it can go either way hostess was such a sweetheart she was on the phone when we arrived she still acknowledged us give me one second please finished the call greeted us professionally kindly pleasantly that's all i want i'm out to spend money the least you could do is be nice right so from the hostess to the server to the bus people um everything was on point the music y'all the music it was such a 90s early 2000s hella vibe like I felt like I was in a high school party like I felt like I was in somebody's gym or somebody's basement dubbing on a wall like it was such a good vibe that the music was on let me tell you that the jerk calamari is fucking fantastic. So good. And we had just gone out the night before to eat with his parents. And they're like, oh, yeah, the calamari is so good. And I was just like, oh, it's, all, it's, all, it's good. It was a little rubbery at the, the spot we went to for dinner on Friday in New York. 
the calamari here at the Russell, the jerk calamari. Like, fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, I think I got oxtails and I don't remember what Justin got, but um, our food was delicious. Service, mad good. Our waitress was Imani, such a sweetheart. If somehow you come across this, I apologize again because we ended up being in a rush to get out because I texted my cousin. I was just like, hey, you're still going last, right? And it was like, yeah, but a couple people dropped out. I'm probably going to be going a little earlier. And we basically had, I wanted to get there 815 and it was already 750 and we hadn't gotten the check yet. So it was not on the fault of the restaurant that I, you know, all of a sudden we needed to get out of there. So, um, hated to leave in such a rush, but, uh, service was so incredible. The food was delicious, especially that jerk calamari. If y'all are in the area, go visit the Russell. The jerk calamari is fucking everything. I promise you. And the drinks were mad good. So I ended up getting an Uber. The Uber driver was even mad cool. He, he had the vibes on, in the car. Um, I remember it was conceited, Remy Ma, because I started trying to remember the stroll we had in college. And then I started counting and was like, wow, that was a long time ago. That's why I can't remember it. Neither here nor there, but it was just a moment. I had a moment. <laughs> so we got there to the CT theater, CT comedy theater just in time like when we got there to do the little check-in and whatnot he was already on stage he wasn't performing it but he was on stage and they were like you know they'd gone through and were like oh yeah he's up there now we're gonna get you out ready to go don't worry about it we'll get you finished so and mind you it was a free show it was by donation only so i gave donations because i always want to support the kids and um we get inside we sit down just in time to see him introduce and do a little banter between him and the host. And we caught the entire performance, which was, I cried, but that's cause I love him. I love Abe. That's my baby. I've known him his entire life. He was my cash cow for babysitting him and his sister were my constants. I would babysit them all the time. So this is back from Warm milk, brushing your teeth, putting your pajamas on, tucking the kids in. Let's read a story. All right, bedtime, push it back a little bit. Don't tell your moms. Just don't fuck it up. Let's have a good time. So to see him as a young adult, a young man, as such a talented, talented artist. Abe is the one that created the Travel Shit theme song. Abe is the one that um, when I post reels and other stuff some of the music um is his definitely check him out abe dot the dot kid i think it is he was also a guest on the show um i'll link his episode as well as his instagram in the description below just to keep it simple also so i don't fuck it up by saying the wrong instagram name but um, he's tagged on mine. As always, if there's something that you can't find, it's going to be in the description box or travelshippodcast.com. So, so proud. He did such an incredible performance. It was so good. So good. And 
we ended up um, closing out the night there. Saw him. Then he did something with his friends. We tried to link up. We made like plans to loosely link up afterwards because only like 930. So we ended up going to get something to eat. There was a brewery that we wanted to sit and check. Um, actually, the CT Comedy Theater was a really cute little venue. It was really nice. There was a place. There's one or two places I'm thinking of in the city that reminded me of it, but I can't remember their names. But what else did we have? Uh, the show altogether, even though we got there just in time for Abe's set, looked like a really, really cute show. So I can't remember what the young man's name that put it together, but I got really good vibes from him. I, it's something that I wish that I could have been there for the whole part of Gary. I want to say his name was Gary. He was really funny just in the way he interacted, thanking the, um, the audience at the end interacting with Abe after the show, a little bit before the show. So I really did enjoy um, the little bit outside of Abe's performance that I was able to catch as well. So shout out to the kids, man. They they out here just creating and being just artists, you know? And I always, always try to support that whenever I can because I know how good it feels to have your friends and family, just anybody in general supporting your creative endeavors. You know, it feels fucking good knowing that you guys are actually listening to the podcast when you guys send a message or when, you know, I'm speaking to somebody on Instagram or in texts or whatever, and somebody brings up something in an episode or they comment back something in reference to what I'm saying real time to a past episode. That shit, it hits because as an artist, we sensitive about our shit. You know what I mean? We put ourselves out there for you guys to interact with us. So when somebody pulls up to support, when somebody, you know, openly and honestly comments or critiques or, you know, bigs you up, we appreciate it. So I really, really, really do love like supporting, especially my younger cousins, just because I'm trying to think, I don't think I had anybody like in the family doing anything creative professionally to be like, oh, I don't have to be a teacher or a lawyer or an engineer or, you know, a truck driver or a baker. I I mean, I can be creative. I can think of something and make that my job. You know what I mean? So I always really try and encourage, uh, all of you to support them young babies, support the artists, support the creatives in your family, give them an opportunity to really, you know, to give them the shine to see if that is with where their passions lie and give them a chance to really just experience so much of their creativity before they either settle down with a family or then try to settle down with, you know, a profession that might be safe or whatever. Like, spend some some time doing the unsafe, you know? The fun shit. So, what do I have here? Walking back to the hotel, we stopped to check on the car. We saw, uh, oh yeah, so after that, we ended up going to City Steam Brewery. That's the name of the place. We had said that we wanted to check them out prior. Like that was 
before we left for Hartford. That was one of the places because I love beer. I love a good brewery. So we definitely wanted to see what that was about. But when we heard of the Russell, we were like, ah, rain check the brewery. We can do that anywhere. Let's go to this spot. Because I always prefer to do black owned when I go different places. City Steam Brewery. The best mac and cheese I've ever had in my life, period. It's better than your mama's. Fight me if you must. But try me after you have the mac and cheese. I kid you not. I feel like I spent five minutes telling Justin about how good this mac and cheese was. It was so damn good. I had mac and cheese with bacon and chicken. I had to tell the waitress, do me a favor, tell the chef, because he's not a cook. This is a chef. I am changed. I am new. I, like, I wanted to tell him, like, follow your dreams, fam, like, or her. Whatever it is you want to do, do it. This gift, your gift right here, like, I feel like you want the best for me. I, When I'm eating this mac and cheese, I feel as if your sentiment is you just want the best for me. You want me to be happy. That's how I felt when I ate the mac and cheese. It was so good, y'all. That mac and cheese was so, so 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 good and it was only i don't even want to say ruin because nothing could ruin that mac and cheese but like the overall perfection of that moment if you will the vibe didn't do it for me at the at the uh at the spot it was a vibe check for me i couldn't do it uh there was a table of about six white guys um weren't bothering us at all didn't really didn't pay us no mind nothing there was also live music there really talented artists nice to hear them sing and that table there just kept getting a little rowdier and they were giving me real frat bro trump supporter get at me bro vibes and it really really made me uncomfortable and i'm looking around and it's just a ton of white folks and I didn't see any black folks except for staff. There were some uh, staff members of color, black folks and other, you know, brown folks because we in everybody's kitchen, right? But the, the whole, the vibe, the beer was good. The food was good. The music was good. The, the energy of the rest of the people in there, I had to go. I'm very big on energy and I like to trust my gut. And my gut was telling me it's time to go. It's time to go. It was that kind of like that kind of white crowd. That's like, Oh, I can't be racist. I have black friends. Cause sure enough, that one token black guy did show up and sat, had shots and drinks with them. And honestly, these guys could be really great guys. They could, I didn't get that energy from them. They weren't exuding that they were caring, kind, and accepting. And um, it really made me uncomfortable after a certain point because now they're like shouting and they're, they were talking to like um, some of them, maybe one or two of them were talking to some young ladies that were sitting at a table um, by the musicians. And so they're talking and shouting over live musicians that are like three feet away from them. You know what I mean? It's just like, why are you talking and shouting and screaming and like doing all of this and taking pictures and make, you're doing too much. You're doing too much and you're being wild disrespectful right now. 
And when shit starts getting like that and alcohol is involved, I don't need to be there. I don't want to be there. So we left. That was that. But mac and cheese, wild good. So if anything, stop in to City Steam Brewery for some mac and cheese. Mad good. You're welcome. Uh, so welcome back to the hotel. At this point, might have been 10, 11 o'clock, right? And we ended Oh, we did end up linking with Jabari just to say goodbye. Um, saw him, gave my baby a hug, sent him on his way. Um, and we walked back to the hotel because everything was like five minutes from the hotel at this part. We ended up stopping in a parking. It wasn't a parking lot, but it was like a mini lot because there was this huge mural also. Instagram.com, TravelShipPodcast.com. Um, just find me there if you want to see all the pictures and shit. That was, um, and actually more so TravelAndShit.com because I'm going to hold you. My posting schedule is probably not conducive to you getting all the pictures in one shot. Uh, don't come for me either. I'm going to get there with the Instagram part. But I'll have the pictures on um lay pod uh, what do you call the thing the webcast the webcast jesus christ the website so really beautiful mural we stopped and then we realized oh we can hear the music click the jazz fest is still going on so we're listening to the music in the little you know i, I don't want to say parking lot because it there i don't think there was space to pull cars into but that's what it looked like it should have been but um, we're looking, and then we realize the park is across the street. But there's also a cop car across the street with the lights on. And I don't make a practice of going towards police activity. Um, police, wherever I am, just make me uncomfortable. I don't want to go towards the police. Um, so I was kind of like, ooh, it's late. We'd seen a bunch of people, actually a bride, because it turns out there was a wedding party at the hotel, I remember seeing, it started to connect because I started seeing, um, when I, when we first checked in, there were a bunch of women in like gowns and stuff. And, um, so then seeing the bride with a couple other folks just walking, I'm like, oh, so they're probably staying at our hotel, our hotel. So we saw them leave. And so we're thinking, oh, maybe it's shutting down, but the music is still going. So the music's going and I'm just like, ah, let's just dance right here. So we're dancing in the little parking lot. It was a really special, sweet moment for just us that I just told y'all about. But it was nice, cute little couple moment. And then I said, you know what? I'm here with you. Let's risk it. He ain't gonna let nothing happen to me. So he walked to the park. Thankfully, the cops were just there and there wasn't any issue. There was no trouble or anything happening. And there were other entrances to get into the park so we could, you know, totally stay um, away from whatever police activity was going on. We ended up going into the park. We found a cute little bench by a fountain and we sat and we just listened to, I think what was the end of a music set. And then like the beginning of more music, but because they were dancing. So we sat, we listened for a little bit and we got up to get a little bit closer. We got closer and it was very reminiscent for me. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but my, I, I remember, I don't remember who went, but I know it was us. And I feel like David, Camila, Shantae and everybody, we ended up doing a jazz fest. And I remember take six was there. That's what it reminded me of. It was just a big outdoor lawn chairs, 
uh, blankets. Everybody pulled up and just huge stage. Um, beautiful, 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 beautiful sea of black folks. And the music was incredible. We ended up being there just in time to see some dancers perform. And we ended up heading out right as like it started to rain again. Cause it was drizzling a little bit off and on throughout the day. I was worried that it was going to rain the entire weekend because it was forecasted to ended up being perfect, perfect weather for the horseback ride, perfect weather for all the walking around that we did. And it started to rain just a little bit, not enough for me to get annoyed. I don't mind rain, no hair. Um, but just enough to kind of be like, all right, let's go back just so we don't get caught in rain. So we spent there maybe like 30 minutes or so. It was maybe a little bit longer, 30 minutes to an hour or so. We sat around, listened to some music, had a good time. And when we got back to the hotel, we decided we wanted to check out the bar because we knew the next morning we were going to get up and take photos. Get to the bar and I sent him to, I sat like in, there's like a book, like a little library on the outside. And then the bar is right past that. So I sat down in a little book area and I sent him to see if he could get a fork for me so I could eat the leftovers when I got back to the room. And he came back with like a beer and friends, no fork. And it turns out that the wedding party had taken over the bar. So the bar was like, like closed, like they weren't selling, you know, spirits and stuff from the bar, but the wedding party, I guess, had, you know, run of the spot back there. And so they gave him a beer and they're like, oh, does your friend want some? Come on. We got beer. We got champagne. We got, we got good liquor. We got, you know, cheap liquor. We got it all. Come on. What you want? Here. I just opened it. I just opened it. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. They were really kind, uh, really, really, really nice people. Gave off good energy, happy, jovial. Totally different than the energy I was feeling at City uh, City Steamboat. Not to say that it's a fault of City Steam, but that's what we were. Didn't like the energy from the patrons there, but the energy from the folks um, at the hotel bar, lovely folks. Um, so they were trying to give us drinks, really kind of them. We ended up getting, and I said to myself, this night will be the best night of my life. It will be the most perfect night. And I said, you know what? I'm not even going to speak it as if it's not going to happen. All I want is some water and forks. This is a hotel. They've got a restaurant. There's got, it's a fucking five-star hotel. There's no way they can't have forks and water for me. So we went to the front desk. Young lady that was there was mad sweet. And I was just like, if you could please procure for me a fork and two bottles of water. Sure, miss. What room would you like it on? (laughs) Everything went perfectly that night. Everything went perfectly. I could not have asked for a better night. It was just like a long, drawn out, perfect date night. And I couldn't be happier. I had such a good time in Connecticut. We took some time. You know, we even spent some time uh, before, like during the evening, we sat on a bench and just kind of people watch for a little bit. And we were talking about like, yo, we got to tell, like, we got to get the crew out here. Like, this is some place where I could see exploring a little bit more of Connecticut. They've got coasts. We can find a beach house, rent it out. A couple couples come out. Y'all do your thing. We'll do our thing. We all pull up together for like a beach, a beach night or dinner, whatever. 
it was a really, really incredible experience. And we definitely see ourselves going back to um, Connecticut again. So next day, check out. Um, we, you know, I really hate, part of me hates that checkout is so early, but on the other hand, depending on where you are, it's good that it's early because it kind of forces you to just get out in the morning and not like, you know, drag around and waste a day, but whatever. I never like getting up and I always feel rushed. He don't give a fuck. I, on the other hand, you're not charging me nothing extra. I don't want no smoke. Don't come running up at this door. Don't come knocking. Don't ask me for nothing. So I like just, if you need me to be out by a certain time, I'm going to be out because I don't want to hear you complain. Um, yeah, personality differences. I'm very non-confrontational. He don't give a fuck about confrontation, but alas, opposites attract, I guess. Anywho, um, shout out to the young lady at that front desk because a uh, young girl had like 102 checkouts, I think she said, um, between the wedding party that was there, the jazz fest that was going on. So people that came in to see the jazz, fe- the jazz fest and then performers, staff, crew, all of that. So now it kind of in hindsight made so much more sense as to why, you know, there was, uh, such a busy presence at the hotel, why there was just so much shit going on. So after we checked out, we ended up going to black eyed Sally's Southern kitchen and bar bomb service. Y'all incredible, incredible service. Our waitress was such a gem. Her name was not April, but similar to April, not a prilly, but a brill, a prill. I think it was a prill, something similar. It was pretty. But she was such a sweetheart, came over the perfect amount of times, not too much, not too little, gave really great recommendations. The food was really good. I got the fried catfish grits. It came with an egg. I ordered a side of bacon. I ordered a side of toast because I like I can't because I wanted a poached egg, but I can't do just runny yolk with nothing. I have to be able to, you know, mix it in with something. So, you know, it ended up being really good, even as leftovers on the drive home. I enjoyed it. So the food there was good, really good service. Um, After we finished eating, it was still relatively early. And like I said, it's only two hours away. So we ended up going back to the park and trying to get some more jazz in um, in our hearts before we drove home. And we got to the park and they mentioned that there were vendors. And the night before, we didn't notice because it was dark that they had vendors. So we spent our time that morning going to the vendors, walked around. I ended up getting like some oil. We got some other little shit. Um, But the oil guy gave me the wrong oil. But I asked for sandalwood, but I smelled, smelled like sandalwood. But then when I got the bottle, it wasn't sandalwood. But it smells mad good. I think it's mango butter, y'all. I don't fucking know. But I love the fragrance. It's very calming. And I could literally just get oil here. It's not a big deal, but you know, I guess now it makes it even more special because it's a different fragrance and it'll always remind me of that weekend in Hartford, Hartford, Jesus, Hartford. So, um, the only downside I will say is that because it had rained over the weekend, mad mud, there was mud everywhere. And I of course had on slides So I tried my damnedest and 
just couldn't avoid the mud and my feet were disgustingly dirty, all muddy, but ended up walking back to the hotel, went to the bathroom and, you know, cleaned up, cleaned my feet, cleaned my shoes. And then we ended up just going back home. And the really last um, exciting part was, I don't know about y'all, but whenever we pass a sign that says deer crossing, I always look for deer. Even in Canada, there were signs that like read, watch out for bears and shit like that. And I looked for the bears. And I don't know how I saw it, but I saw, um, what do you call them? Fawns, right? Yeah, baby deers are called fawns. Um, and I don't know if it was a male or a woman. I don't know if it was their mommy or their daddy, but I saw baby fawns with, I guess, their mom. It was the cutest thing. I was so excited. I'm really easy that way. You know, who doesn't love some Bambies, right? So I ended up seeing those and we drove home. Problem solved. Like, I'm back home. And it was really, really an incredible trip. I had a great time. Shout out to my mom for watching Bingsy, uh, my own personal furry monster, uh, the co-host that you all know and love. And uh, that was pretty much it, y'all. I had a really great time. It was the perfect... Like, I would absolutely, absolutely recommend it to, um, you know, it, like from New York, it's like a perfect extended date night. You get out there early in the morning on like a Saturday and you just spend the day doing shit. What I would suggest, though, pro tip, look for other shit going on. I wouldn't say just pull up to Hartford and walk around. The downtown area didn't give, at least where we were, didn't give me pull up and find shit to do. Absolutely would have lost my mind if I got there without a plan. I didn't, you know, really see much to do. What I would say though, everywhere I ate, I enjoyed the fuck out of the food. So I didn't expect for Hartford to be a culinary treasure for me. And honestly, Justin cooks very well. Like I'm, I don't like saying spoiled because it has a negative implication. I'm very well loved. This man cooks his ass off. Like insane to the point where I go to restaurants and it's just kind of like, hmm, that was cute. We, you can do this. Like I could have eaten this at home for free, you know? So we try to make it a business to not go to restaurants where, you know, the food is stuff that he can make at home. Uh, so we just try to frequent places that have foods and fairs that we're not going to get normally. That being said, everything that I ate in Hartford was phenomenal. Absolutely, absolutely delicious. So I would absolutely, to the foodies of y'all out there, check, check out my recommendations. Report back. I can't, I would never call myself a foodie because I enjoy food just for, it tastes good, period. You know, I don't pay much attention to the culinary background of things. And I, I don't know enough about food, in my opinion, to consider myself a foodie of that sort. I don't think that my palate is necessarily that diverse either. But I know that I am generally down to try almost anything, especially if I'm not fucking paying for it. And I am um, 
a lover of things that taste delicious. Yeah, that's really the extent of my uh, food knowledge. But that being said, I would absolutely recommend um, the Russell Black Eyed Sally's and City Steam Brewery. Yep, City Steam Brewery. I don't know why I keep forgetting the name of that place, but the three places that we went to eat, absolutely incredible. Enjoyed and loved them all. Highly recommend. And again, if you're going to go out there, if you want to say I said you should go out there, only go if you're going to look into some things to do before you get there. Otherwise, I can't help you. We really lucked out with the Jazz Fest. Um, Absolutely worth, even if you were to spend a day going out to the stables, to the Ebony Horsewoman Inc. and doing a horse ride, I would absolutely book you a hotel so that you can clean yourselves up. I want to say they close four or five o'clock. So, um, you know, keep in mind it's going that part of the that's going to be the early part of the day. You're not going to do that at night. So that's definitely going to be during the day. I'd say book a hotel or an Airbnb, someplace where you'll have access to a bathroom. I'd say if you're not intending to stay overnight, an Airbnb would absolutely be fine. Like one that just gives you the room, right? But you also get access to a bathroom. You can shower. So I would say if you don't want to stay overnight or if you just want to keep costs low, book something cute. It doesn't have to be, you know, anything extravagant. The extravagance is the fun and the enjoyment. If you want to go just to go horseback riding, wild affordable, it's $60 per person. You get an actual lesson and it's an incredible, incredible, really a great experience. I would highly, highly recommend checking them out. And also because they give so much back to the community. Why not support organizations that do so much for so many people? They've been around for as long as I've been around. I think actually a little bit longer. Um, 36, 37 years, I want to say they've been in business. So, you know, establishments like that, I'm absolutely behind. Black owned and it looks to be all women run, you know, loved it. So I would highly suggest doing a ride with Ebony Horsewomen Inc. And then maybe getting a hotel or a, an Airbnb so that you have access to a bathroom, you can shower, um, and then just hit up dinner. I would obviously suggest the Russell. Uh, Black Eyed Sally's have really great brunch options. And definitely check out the City Steam Brewery, live music, a nice little, other than the patrons. I, I mean, I can't call what it's going to look like every night, y'all. But that mac and cheese is absolutely worth the stop. So that's it, y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed my little uh detailing of what I will say has been the best date, probably the best day of my life so far, just for it to be so laid back, so relaxed with um, the man I love. And we just had a good fucking time. Not far from home. Easy drive. 10 out of 10. Recommend. Check it out. Uh, head over to challengeshippodcast.com for videos and photos Uh, It'll definitely be in the episodes tab. So just scroll over to, this is what, episode 147. So if you have any questions, if you have um, some recommendations for the next time we go back, because we are absolutely going back, shoot me an email, let me know. And I would love to hear from you guys. And I'm I'm curious as to if any of you have any horse experience. 
All right, guys. It's been real. Bye.